listening to the crapshoots episode 13 uh take two uh for really take but we're not going to do extra takes this time but we did just blow four minutes of discussion when i forgot to record any track uh but mine so jesse was lost to the wind there uh are you do you feel like you're probably recording me this time or just I not even it, bothering no i well i mean i <laughs> who would know <laughs> but uh but no no i I've, I've got us i've got us recording this time it seems to be actually functioning correctly but both uh, of us though both of us yes oh. both of us all two of us Right. Uh, I'm Josh Millard, <laughs> and that's Jesse Holden. And I just took a swallow of beer. Yeah. It's, it's 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 I just ninja'd you. That seems like that that seems like a that could be a sort of like party game for dickish podcasters. Is just trying to time things for when someone else has. I've I've tried to get you to laugh beer through your nose before, but it's never worked. I uh I my nose is well quarantined. It's so not, we were uh, talking about the anal armada before you yes, stopped yes, the recording, yes. and that's so. Yes. Uh, can, can we work backwards from that somehow? Yeah. Well, now, specifically the car one, not the not the porn series. Uh, well, yeah, we were talking about uh, the whole uh, naming cars from last episode where I tried to bring up the whole, hey, what sort of demographic do you think a given car sells well to? And your response was to stare blankly and sort of and rock back and I really couldn't, like I was saying, I, I really, I just somehow I'm not wired that way. I feel like a little kid, like with two Lego bricks facing in the wrong direction, just like yeah. hitting them together over and over Which again. Which is funny to me because... That's feel how I feel when you're doing this because it's such an obvious setup for a g- easy, couldn't be easier, easy street joke to make. And I just can't... I'm just a total blank. Which is funny because, like, I mean, it's it's not a general thing. You you you're very capable of uh, thinking on your feet and joking and, and whatnot. You know, it's it's part of why I enjoy our witty repartee. <laughs> um, and, and yet, yeah, it's like that. Like, I think I think maybe at one point in your life you had a tiny, tiny, tiny aneurysm in the part of your brain that's responsible for riffing on car names. It's like, yeah, it's like there's one teeny cog missing in the machine of my brain. I really do feel that way. Because I like, I try and I, I really, like I, I was saying before, I try, I've, I went home and I tried to do it and I couldn't. It's really like I, really, I wasn't trying to just make you feel like alone on that deliberately. No, no. I, Although I, that would be funny to me if I was doing that intentionally and I wouldn't put it past myself to do that to you just to be a dick. Which, which if you were now playing that out in furtherance here, that'd be a really long con to, to pull yeah. off a dick move. But uh, but no, I, I'm really I'm enjoying the image of you sitting alone, struggling to come up with jokes about car <laughs> names, struggling and failing, and being like, "What's wrong with me? Why can't I figure out what would be funny to say?" About- I think part of it, and I didn't say this before, but part of it is I think that there's just no there was no system in how you were doing it. It was just free word association off the car name, and if like if there was some kind of scaffolding to how the joke worked, then I feel like I could operate within that. Well, see, but the, when it was just ab- you could say any th- idea that any way associated to the name that you yeah. were saying, I just I just I get uh, option paralysis. Which is funny for me because I I was going in that direction mostly because I'm really not that much of a car guy, and so I've only like happenstance sort of absorbed a lot of car you know makes and models and and i don't really know uh cars well enough that i would expect to be able to do super well if we got specific so i was just like like i don't want to i don't want to make jokes about cars that sell well among different you know species of fish because i'm i'm gonna fall down real quick on that one uh, possibly before I can even come with a nominal example you know so i I just want to keep but some of them were like plays on the word and some of them were like celebrity names and stuff i just couldn't i couldn't keep up i just didn't 
I had option paralysis, I think, well, I was, was the best I way was, of putting it. Or just a screw loose, I guess, in I my was, brain. I was, I was deeply let down, but mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we'll get past this. We'll get through this together. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, what I was going to say about the anal armadas. Yes, yes, back to the anal armadas. My partner, Whitney, likes to put the word anal in front of car names, which is sort of a similar game to what you were doing, except I can understand the rules of that game a lot better. You just put anal in front of it. Yes. So anal civic, I guess, would be my new car, which I bought, by the way. Oh, you did? That's you, you consider bought... it done. It's mine free and clear. So it's a, it's a, it's a hybrid Yeah, it's, it's an anal hybrid. So, well, it's, it's sort of an ACDC that, that, that goes both ways. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I'm, hmm. Yeah? Huh. Yeah? Hmm. Huh. Mm. I guess it's I guess it's more of like a DC. It's more gassy. like a, it's more like a gun in a rose, or guns and roses. Maybe. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think that works oh. well. Is it? It's like a gun blade, is what it is. It's uh-huh. like it's like it's like a Final Fantasy VIII gun blade. Could you shoot or cut with the gun blade? You couldn't do both, huh? Uh, yeah, it was like one or the other. There may have been certain powers where you could like do both, but generally speaking, you would either sort of stab someone with your big ridiculous stupid sword, or you would shoot them with a gun built into it, which somehow was less you know devastating than a sword like if you were really clever you would like you know hit the button at the right time and you'd stab and shoot them but i i always i always find this troubling in fantasy games that try and merge like contemporary ballistics with like fantasy blades and whatnot because Mm. you know what fuck you just shoot them and then they're dead and then you don't need to attack each other with swords because you have a gun you have a gun just blow their brains out and then that's the end of the the conflict you know it doesn't really seem like there's any room for uh you know at that point your, your sword is essentially the bayonet like right. if you find yourself two feet from them fine you can stab them <laughs> any more than that and you really should shoot them because they should really be shooting you because if you're seriously going around fighting enemies that you don't use your gun on because you it wouldn't be fair because they don't have the guns either you've got this whole situation just makes no sense right you've got like this incredibly violent situation that at the same time no one can seem to think through how to solve decisively like if you're going to solve it violently solve it you know just shoot everything that's a problem if you have guns and those things don't yeah it doesn't make a very good rpg though in that scenario i guess but i don't know i mean i i have a lot of fondness for the final fantasy series in my heart but i i feel like she just left guns out of it would like king could guns just not exist in that world it would have solved that much more that would help yeah nicely. but i also feel like in in many ways at least especially later entries in the series aren't very good RPGs anyway. So mm. it's like, uh... plus there's the whole power thing. You know, it's, it's one of those franchises where you power up tremendously throughout the game to the point where like your late game characters could kill a hundred of your early game characters with one shot. And, and yet somehow, you know, the, the creatures in the world have never developed some sort of, you know, situation where the nasty ones that can keep up with you at the game's end go and kill the measly ones that, could keep up with you at the beginning of the game. It seems like they're just most of those smaller species. They're not species. gated by like regions of the map well, or they, something. They, they that are, you but, but they're, they're gated in, in the game logic, but they're not necessarily gated by any serious geography. Like giant lumbering flying beasts that breathe fire could probably go over to that meadow there and, you know, take over if they wanted to, but they just don't. They just respect the boundaries. It's. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm arguing I, I the logic it. behind a fantasy video game. So I, I, I like you know. that so much better, though, than a game that 
automatically scales difficulty to your current level no matter what the enemy is. That's gr- really frustrating to me. Because I would agree with you because it really it guts the sense of progress, especially if the right. especially if the game play for you doesn't significantly change in the process of leveling up. Because like if you just sort of get more powerful and then so do things. Yeah, it's like you're just doing the same thing in the numbers. Right. What's are the point of having levels in the game at yeah. all except to unlock perks or whatever? But yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's frustrating to me. But um, what do you think of this beer? Oh, it's no Laurelwood Red, but but it's so it's like not it bad. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I had never heard of it. It was there at the gas station. Yep. I stopped at it the way here. The guy behind the counter really was into it, though. He told me he's like, "Oh, that's a good beer." I was like, "Well, I'd never heard of it." Was well, Third shift, uh, band of brewers, <laughs> Amber Lager, and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, I moved up here, and that was the first thing I got." Anyways, the, the guy at the gas station's really into it. They're from uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and hmm. Trenton, Ohio. Hmm. Uh, so okay, yeah, no, it's it's a nice beer. It's it's uh, it's it's tasty. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, me too. So is that so is that pretty gnarly looking guy at the gas station? He was. You should. You should invite him along. You know, it's a shame we don't have. Yeah, he. You know. I kind of. I. I mean, I kind of got a good vibe off him. Really, like, have you ever seen someone who's just like looks like they've lived a really rough, rough life, but they just happen to be exuding like a real mellow charm? Like, yeah, they've got. They've got like a sort of like hobo joie de vivre sort of. Yeah. You know, like they're vibe. like they're trying to do their best in recovery from whatever you yeah. know has foregone their life to this point. Um, He's probably yeah. a recovering anthropologist. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's a it's a hard field to be in. Yeah. yeah. You really have to be a people person. Is this like the car thing? I just don't even know what we're talking <laughs> about now. <laughs> it's it, it started as 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 a completely random thing and then it turned into a, a joke about the 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 root word in anthropology and, and then and then you got frightened and now we're just talking about it. Because <laughs> anthro, anthrocentric mankind, you know, you have to be a people person and uh, Sometimes, sometimes I, I grab a joke and I sprint with it, and sometimes I see the joke and I just run the other direction. So, so, sometimes, sometimes I feel like there's a joke. It's like the first joke, like ten meters down the field, and 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 then instead of jumping over it, you just sort of like bump into it and it falls over, and then we both sort of stand there and look at it together. Yeah. The joke's a hurdle in this case, right? I guess and I'm, I'm kind of the quap guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, you 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 quapped it. You, I quapped you, it. Yeah, yeah. It's a well, maybe your control scheme was just ill-conceived. <laughs> Let's go to an early break. I think we should go to a break here, a reset real quick. All right. Is that we'll okay? Be, yeah, that's well, super fun. That's, all right. uh, we'll be right back. How's it going? There's there's so, a third uh, want, person in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> Little did you know, or I guess you did know. We, this I, certainly wasn't orchestrated ahead of time. No, yeah. We have a guest this episode um, because I thought you needed the talking to. I brought my mom <laughs> this time. So and that's, I'm not uh, even kidding. Joining, you, joining us on the crapshoot uh, is uh, Jesse's mom, who I had the pleasure of meeting uh, 
20 minutes ago. Can we dub in like audience cheering? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, 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 we'll sample in some uh, some audio off of Mari Povich episode that I, you know, taped. <laughs> Keep around for that text <laughs> reason. In case somebody's mom shows up. Yes. Exactly. Sometime you know, in the basement. We really need to get a soundboard so we can do that. Hi, Sherry. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm having a fabulous time. I asked my mom to be on the show, and, and I, I had thought it would be kind of like a step up in the media world for her, but it's actually, she was like, oh, yeah, I was just on the radio the other day. And yeah. so it's, 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 she's actually kind of slumming it with <laughs> I, us, media-wise. I, 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 I was going to say, I mean, stepping up, this is like, this would be a step up for like a rock. Like if I, if I brought a rock and he was like, wow, this is this is the most exciting radio show I've ever done. But yeah, no, we're, we're pretty, we're that rung, you know, that rung so low down on the ladder that you don't really even bother stepping on it because like you're not getting anywhere. You just skip to the second one. I feel like we're... That's our that's our one niche. thing that she's coming from the second one. Well, that's what you know. I agree. I'm saying yeah. So 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 it was kind of you to come. There's step a little down radio station, um, a little independent radio station. I think it got the last spot on the band, one of the last few spots on the band of independent little radio stations in my little town, and um, it's all run by volunteers, and they have a an amazing eclectic group of people that are doing shows and I came on the women's show last week in the morning and talked about women in business. Hmm, nice. Yeah. But we, you know, of course went off on various things, but I, I, yeah, I, what's that like? I don't believe in going off on tangents on, on, on radio discussions. I feel that's a, a violation of the form, but uh, you know, whatever floats your boat. It's the perfect little radio station. It's in a little um, upstairs place above a shop and, it's it's a fabulous little station. It makes me smile. Yeah. Mom, when you were trying to remember the name of this show, did you say The Shit Show? Is that one of the things you said? <laughs> no. no I, <laughs> I thought maybe it was The Shit Happens Show. The Shit Happens Show. <laughs> that, 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 that seems very in the spirit of it. I, I'd say as, 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 as uh, paraphrases go, that's, that's, uh, shit, that's basically what happens every time we record. Yeah. Is, you know, things occur. Uh, so I... Are you in Ukiah? No, I live in a little town um, about 40 miles away from Ukiah. It's called Lakeport, and it's on a a big natural lake, amazing lake, and an amazing community. Um, Geographically speaking, there's a volcano there and mountains and this big ancient lake, the oldest lake in the Western Hemisphere. Oh, wow. And I live on that lake. Very cool. And have a bookstore in that little town. Rock and roll. Yeah, plug the bookstore. This yeah, is yeah, going to be really. your, your first sponsorship, <laughs> yeah. in, indirect yeah, sponsorship yeah. sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Watershed Books. I have a bookstore. Watershed Books. Get get get, uh, Watershedbookco.com. Your loving son developed that website for <laughs> That's you. That's right. <laughs> what, a, what a good boy. How grateful I am. This one. I'm not talking about the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about the deadbeat. Let's talk more about family dynamics <laughs> that, that don't involve my family. I've managed not to I've managed not to dig in on my family too much on the podcast, and that's probably for the best because at some point they'll discover this podcast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I asked about. Isn't you. it amazing though? Isn't it amazing? It's a microcosm those relationships with your family. Oh yeah, of how the world goes. I, I, I had made a, a joke, uh, well, not even necessarily a joke, more of a, I guess, drunken observation on Twitter uh, the other night um, that I had this this epiphanic moment uh, that I left my first Metafilter moderator admin note when I was eight years old 
when my parents were arguing downstairs. I actually <laughs> literally wrote a note and dropped it on the table and and uh I see I, I saw you say that on Twitter and I didn't understand it. It was it was it was very much it, I was very much in a oh my gosh. I so 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 my job uh uh I, I, you've heard about it endlessly, Jesse, but for Sherry's sake. That's okay. Um, I like hearing you describe uh, the same thing over I, I, again. I, I actually a, do, and it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but I'm not. Oh, yeah, no, this would be real interesting. <laughs> do go on. Let's I, hear it again. Uh, no, go. <laughs> I, I work as a, uh, a moderator on a website called Metafilter. It's a big community website, so we've got about 10,000 active members, and I help sort of keep things from boiling over when people are discussing something contentious or whatever, I'll go in, I'll, I'll leave a note, I'll delete the occasional sort of over the line comment. Yes. Sort of just try and, you know, keep people, uh, Focused. calm and yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah, more, more, more discussing, less going at each other like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you kind of a lion tamer at the shit show. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. Basically, basically. <laughs> yes. That's, 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 that's it on the, on the nose. Uh, that just came to me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's it's that's a, a great job. Yeah, it, it's I I love it. <laughs> I've been doing it for six or seven years now, and uh, yeah, really enjoy it. I'm um, gonna open a beer for my mom without asking. Do it. That's oh, that's so nice. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and yeah, so so like the the realization that's part of it, part of what makes the job doable. And I think there are a lot of people who would actually hate my job if they had it, just because it involves a lot of just kind of putting up with dumb dumb shit people say and people losing their tempers and people being dicks and trying to sort of be the adult in the room and be like you know what i know you're upset but you need to stop doing that thing just meet me halfway on this and we'll be good so just you know um and dispositionally i think a lot of that may come from having been sort of the quiet peacemaker kid in my family i've got you know three siblings uh you know and my parents were never like you know crazy yeah. screaming people necessarily but you know they, they they had their arguments when i was a kid and and yeah I, I i found it distressing and i literally did one time when i was like seven or eight like write down please stop fighting on a piece of paper and take it downstairs and put it on the table mm. and that worked so great for like five minutes it was amazing <laughs> uh it didn't work as well the second time but but you know i, I did it and i just sort of i suddenly remembered that the other night in a slightly um i don't know if it was exactly maudlin but a reflective uh, state after a sure. few beers and I was like oh my gosh that really was kind of right your first kind of editorial exactly insert exactly there. so yeah to, to 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 dial down the tension I don't remember why I thought of that now so, so I, now I, I feel can... like I've just been talking about myself for no apparent reason uh, <laughs> well that's okay that's okay. well it's kind of <laughs> like being a bar talk about me if it, maybe <laughs> I mean if I I guess if I don't interrupt her too much <laughs> It's kind of like being a bartender. Kind of, yeah, kind of. You've got that, like, people are nominally there to have a good time, and most of them are, and you kind of want to keep it from being a bad time for people. And, and you a also, useful time. Yeah. Like a bartender. Like, like a bartender. Like when I go to the bar and I get a lot of drinking done. That's right. <laughs> there, there's, there's, a, there's a job to be done there. Yeah, that's there, right. there, There's utility. There's utility. <laughs> you know. I asked about Ukiah because uh, I, I, I'm in this position where uh, me and Jesse have become... Uh, good friends, I, I guess. I, I, now, I'm, now I'm saying it on on mic, but you said it. But not yeah, me. We, we, we we become friends, but it, it's totally the adulthood friend thing where I like the only things I know about him are the things that have come up in conversation, and you know you don't do a whole lot of like, oh hey, let's randomly talk about my formative childhood experiences uh, unless you're me 
on this podcast apparently <laughs> but but you know it's, it's one of those, so like so like i know he's from ukiah and uh, we had uh, jesse brennan on uh and i know he's from ukiah and so the so i can guess it's an amazing community and i still love my community we just wanted to be by the lake i can understand that i mean it's, it's hard to be the lake i mean if it's frozen then you can sort of but otherwise it just splashes and little Something you should know about Josh is that if he a, a con, idea of a joke occurs to him, he has to. As I was coming it. down to the basement, yeah. I heard you guys talking about jokes, and I was God. I wish I could tell a joke, which I cannot. I cannot tell any joke. There was one I had. I was trying to remember it as I walked down the stairs that I could tell, and it only had like five words to it, but I can't even remember that one. I know what your favorite joke, or what you've told me in the past, was your favorite joke. What? Which is where does the Lone Ranger take his garbage? You, you don't know? <laughs> no. No, where know? does the Lone Ranger take his garbage? Tidadump, 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 dump, dump. <laughs> That's right. I remember now. I remember now. What a great joke. You I, can have that one back. I've just been keep storing it for you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. It's, it's, like, it's a family heirloom. It, it, moves it, from, it is. You know. It is. I remember you and your pals when you were tiny went through knock-knock jokes. Hmm. You could tell knock joke forever. <laughs> Way like longer. real ones are made up on the spot. I ones. think you made made a lot of them up. <laughs> like those sort of like bullshitty, not really a joke, Shaggy. but it's funny because you're trying to be funny. It's like knock knock. Who's there? Nissan. Nissan who? A Nissan Leaf just drove by. Ah! And then we all laugh like <laughs> they weren't that good. Like, no, no, that was, that was tired. Wow. See, and right. I brought back this around the car thing long. too. Yeah. <laughs> So the, with a joke so thing. So I think those are those are uh, uh, <laughs> post formal <laughs> deconstructivist jokes, as far as I'm fucking concerned. So there you go. No, no, I think it's a good <laughs> thing. I actually that, totally yeah. support that. I actually, I love, I love the way kids will do like when kids like. Uh, Kids develop an understanding of like the, the the structure of a joke. Like they know that okay, a joke's got like a setup and a punchline, and so you do the setup and you do the punchline, and then people laugh, and that's how it works. And so like they don't necessarily get there, there's a flow to it. Yeah, yeah, they work great. Those work great when you're three. Yeah, they, well, it's, yeah. It's just like it's just like little kids free associating. So I mean, even I, little kids can free associate. You know, they can hear a word and then say another word that it makes them think of. Do you Josh, find Josh's favorite kind of joke is a your mom joke? <laughs> your mama, your yeah, mama, your mama. Exactly. I think it's overstating to say it's my favorite. It's it's one it's, that it's is his only joke. It's <laughs> the only joke he knows how to. It make. has had prominent. It has had a prominent role in, in my humor making. Here's, at here's, times. A, here's a direct quote from Josh Millard There is no line I will not blindly cross in pursuit of a strained your mom joke. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things anybody's ever said. Okay, let's, let's hear one. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to set that up, but I that's know, way but better it, than what I was see, trying I, to set up. I, I'm, not, I'm not even big I just wanted Josh to apologize to you on behalf of mothers everywhere, <laughs> well, but I, making I, I, him I, tell you one is a hundred times it's, better. It's, it's like, okay, you like cigarettes? <laughs> Smoke all these cigarettes. Why don't you smoke this carton of cigarettes? That'll teach you how fun cigarettes are. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I don't actually, I don't carry around a lot of canned your mom jokes. Like, I, I was never, like, memorizing them. I was never like, oh, yeah. Oh, do the one about uh, right. uh, the lawnmower. That's a whole art you know. form right there. Yeah, I, I, I'm, which is, yeah, like, the dozens. It's, a, it's, there's a whole historical tradition there and stuff. You know, it's, it's legitimate uh, ludic rhetoric. Do, uh, dear like dear audience of the crapshoot, my mom is taking Josh's side <laughs> on this. I'm so glad you could come on the show, the Sherry. Of all the things <laughs> in the world, I thought my mom would be on my side. Okay, I will. Your I, side I, to the end. Yeah. 
I will I will say uh, um, with Here. your mom joke thing, I I, I do have. It's I, more, it's more like it just a default rejoinder, especially when it's kind of like like avant-garde nonsensical response. Yeah, like I, I would say I gave your mom a default rejoinder. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't even it doesn't even work, but you know the structure is there. Um, <laughs> and I, I I like I like the fact that almost any sentence you can utter can be turned into your mom joke. Like like the implication of the, your mom joke is so inherently sort of like, you know, transgressive that even a sentence that makes no sense can be said with a little bit of a wink and all of a sudden it seems like you know, you're transgressing somehow. What, so what's the tagline? How does that sound? You're not yo mama. Well, yo mama was probably in the, in the more formative years of this format of joke. Okay. I think yeah. it was a yo mama joke. Okay. And this is, it's funny because I'll bet you have heard a ton of them because you worked with young kids around this time yeah. for many, many years. And yeah. especially troubled young kids who probably said very untoward things. They certainly about did. About each other's mamas. <laughs> they certainly on did. On a regular basis. And so you've probably ab- ab- absorbed a goodly number it's true. of your mama insults. That's true. But that was those were like, your mama so fat that blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, when yeah. she shaves a leg, she got to use a lawnmower. Okay. You know, when she sits around the house, she sits around, around the, the house. house. Uh, yeah, so like those, did you hear those more? Yes. Okay, so the, the, this is a mo- more like deconstruction of the form. It's kind of a, it, it's really a reflexive sort of, uh, yeah, transformative grammar thing as much as anything. Like I've, I managed to somehow marry like Chomsky's generative grammar concepts from the 60s with insulting the abstract mother. Uh, and it, it got to be such a habit, like, 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 like literally, I, 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 I can't emphasize how much these aren't generally aren't even jokes by anything more than the strictest. It's kind of regressing to that, like you know, five year old making the shape of a joke. But uh, you know, it could be like you know, well, yeah, your mom made the shape of a joke. You know, it, it doesn't even make sense. It's just, it, but that's like you're saying it about someone's mom, and so it. And uh, well, usually there's a sexual double entendre. I usually try and find it. one. You yeah. usually try and find one. Yes. Yeah. But, okay, uh, well, in the course of this evening, we might one might come to, or might, you know, work its way in. Yes, well, I'll... Let's I'll, not worry I'll, over it. I like that I basically have now sanctioned from Jesse's mom mm-hmm. to look for opportunities to make your mom jokes mm-hmm. on a podcast where probably half of your plan was to get your mom to shame me for making them. <laughs> I was going to shame you, just but use her kind of as a cudgel. <laughs> the foil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I have to think about it. this. Is this is I, I'm 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 I, I'm at sea. I'm having to figure out how to how to proceed with this. So yeah, I, I would I would germinate and see if I can. Also, uh, your mom finds ways to squeeze one in. Your mom germinates. Uh, yours was better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm winning in one dimension today. Well, and maybe I talked about this uh, on a previous podcast, but I have in fact like. The thing with your mom jokes for me is it just uh, and it wasn't necessarily just your mom jokes. For a while, at one point, I I found it funny to just say like you know you know well your face is tall you know just your face is anything and the same sort of general concept. And I was doing these things so reflexively that at one point I realized I had friends visiting from cross country who I hadn't seen in a couple of years, and it was you know awesome. And they were hanging out and they were staying with us, so we'd been 
hanging out for a couple of days already, so it's like more casual and less, oh my God, how have you been? But still, they're in the other room. I'm in my office for no real good reason, not being social particularly. And then they're talking about something and they just say some sentence that I'm not even listening to. And I managed to shout, oh yeah, your mom, blah, 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 blah. And I had this moment where I was like, I got to stop doing this. It's not, it's not that I think your mom jokes are inherently bad or I never would have made a habit of it, but... I'm not even trying. I'm not even thinking about this. And so I just, I, I took like the year 2012 off from your mom jokes just to get my game back. Yeah. I wanted to get back to, you know, making an effort at least. So how's that going for you? Yeah. Well, I've, I've really had a lot of relapse. Right up last... till tonight it was yeah. going great. <laughs> and then I showed up. <laughs> it's been, it's been going downhill, but you know, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still trying. Is that a good time for a, a break? Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Right. We'll come right back. back we're back in the basement uh with, we had a topic uh, but i nixed it so yeah yeah jesse's gonna... shutting it down i was gonna i was gonna <laughs> we engage. were gonna retread the whole argument about editing i just and... thought we'd talk about it a little bit it's like uh, you know sherry's here i figure you know we could t- she you have an opinion I, you know, I'd, I'd kind of like to hear a little bit of your opinion on this well you can editing. i mean when you see a great movie you know that editing was key oh absolutely was absolutely key and um we used to have a saying around our family, um, making music, it's what you don't play. Yep. It's, it's what... It's a space between yeah, the notes. Yeah, it's a space between the notes. Absolutely. So it's, that's, it's a huge thing. And I, and I love the idea. I mean, if, I, if, if there was a job that, you know, paid a living that you could... I mean, there is, but if I could do that job, editing would be totally cool. See, me and, me and Jesse have... Uh... Uh, an ongoing philosophical conflict about uh, specifically about podcast editing. Um, but we bring music into the conversation. It's yeah, a, you know, yeah, we've, we've discussed that too. Yeah, we talked about that with, with 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 Conan, I think, and yeah. and with with Jesse as well. Um, yeah, and when you were on my show and we were talking, yeah, about yeah. So that is recurring. Yeah. And, and the thing is, uh, much as Jesse might argue with this, I agree with everything you just said. Um, I'm a musician as well, and and that's definitely been a part of learning how to do yeah. a better job of uh, putting together musical recordings and musical performances. Is, is having a sense of what works and what doesn't, and not just filling constant, it up. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be constantly busy. You don't need to be making a noise every moment. Like create a dynamic, create some space. Um, where it comes to a head for us is with this podcast and uh, with another podcast I do. Um, I just don't edit them except as strictly necessary. I, 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 I roll tape and we record it and then we're done recording it. And then I, you know, mash on the bumper music and that's the thing. And it, it has the disadvantage of leaving in a lot of ums and ahs and filled pauses and weird gaps and bits that maybe are not yeah, quite really, as entertaining. Yeah, I really say um a lot. 
What? <laughs> but it's it's a natural part of language. It's a funny thing. Like sure. if you have someone who has like a tremendous sort of like if they've got uh, like a stutter or a speech impediment that's really 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 obvious and distracting, then people are going to notice it. But if you're just listening to people converse, someone might notice you say um, but they're not going to remember that they notice you saying that's um true. five seconds that's later because it's such a natural part of. That's true. You listen to great orators, and if it's anything other than like a really really polished you know, recorded performance, you're going to hear people who are thought of as very, very good orators saying um and on. Yeah, yeah. And they've got their own field positive. So it's it's a natural part of the rhythm of speech. So there's some great, are there some great movies where, and or films or documentaries even that, where the, the flow is free like that? Yeah. It's not about the editing? Yeah, like 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 Robert Altman certainly loves. He loves that. Yeah, yeah those those long flowing scenes. And there's where all got this that naturalistic. There's stuff going on behind. Yeah. and there's this chatter, and you're trying to figure out where the storyline is going. Or exactly, be, but they're great. That's true. I guess what I'm saying is I'm like the Robert Altman there we <laughs> podcasting, <go>. and uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you well, believe a lot more in the in the. Well, you said you agreed, but then you just uh, mounted a defense okay, for the so, exact so, opposite. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I think that, let, let, I think that you can you can really make bring out the best in something with careful editing. I totally agree. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be completely chopping it down or completely making it hurried and taking out the space between the words or the space between the notes. Sure, it can be. It can be about surfacing the the best of it, and. To an extent, I agree that even a great orator is going to have filled pauses, but also I, I think it's incredibly distinct when you put on the radio and you hear a bunch of ums and ahs and things like that. It comes off incredibly differently. As well as it's not just about editing out the little quirks there, but about reassembling the conversation into the flow that it kind of had and taking some of the little tangents and confusing. It, it can be not just about taking things out, but about re, reshuffling things slightly. If two people started to talk at the same time, but they both had kind of started complementary ideas, you can just separate them a little bit so they can both be heard a little better. Sure. There's a lot of work you can put into it. And, and in the end result, you, you not only have something that's just more listenable and, and less difficult to listen to, but also something that can flow a lot more smoothly. And... As well, you do. You can leave so much on the cutting room floor with a good edit that you, if you're considering the idea that you have hundreds or thousands of listeners, you're talking about hundreds or thousands of hours of their time that you're saving by by spending a few hours of your own time to curate the best parts of a recording to, to for that. Curate's a good word for that. Yeah. And and yeah. I think that it, I mean I think movies is an even better example for something like that is where you know you could show a documentary where you just showed all the footage you shot, but that would be an incredibly long documentary, and the thrust of it would be lost. I think potentially. So. Well, and and that's it's it's an interesting point and i think it's a really good point and and i will acknowledge uh once again up top here that the main thing that motivates my basically no editing approach to the podcast is that i'm lazy and busy uh and so i know that i can get this podcast done by recording it and then doing an hour of an extra work and then it's done if i had to do another five or six hours of work you on might it. not do it yeah. at all or, or, yeah, I, or I might only do it once every month absolutely. or two I think, I think that the show that we're doing here is is made possible by that approach yeah really. And, and, I really do and I'll defend that approach uh, while again totally everything you said everything you said Sherry I think those are all totally valid I would I would say for the purposes of this uh, I relate this more to my experience as a musician than uh to say cinematic editing yes. in that I think this is basically more like performance. 
Um, mm. And as a musician, I've spent a lot of time trying to get better at knowing sort of my limits and what I can and can't realistically pull off and really trying to get stuff in the take. And the idea of being able to say, okay, I know I need to record this thing. I'm going to do as good of a job as I can reasonably expect to do, uh, which we've talked about this at length before yeah, too. Sure. But But the idea that if you can sort of know your limits and know what you're capable of producing, you can get a really solid performance. It may not be the best possible performance. It may not be as good as what you could comp together from multiple takes if you took the time to do that. But at the same time, it's a good, solid live performance. And I, I like the idea of like trying to get that, trying to say, okay, this is an environment. It's, and it's got, there's a certain character to knowing that what you're producing is essentially a fixed document rather than hmm. fodder for a, an aggressive editing approach. I mean, it's not any more that, or less that, valid. It, it is. It's a different mindset. Yeah. And there's no creative project that at the end of it, you know, 8 million things that could have made that very same project better. Yeah, absolutely. If you could go back. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the amazing thing about the creative project, but anyone. Yeah. That was a showstopper. Yeah. <laughs> we we specialize in those. It's, it's nice to it's nice to have a little it's nice to, yeah. Sorry. No, no, you have this brief no, lacuna no, and you. You know, it, it's yeah. a pacing. It's it's the it's the space between the notes. You there know? you go. It's I I mean that's that's kinda of, that's part of what I like about it. It's like I listen to uh, you know a really well produced like segment on NPR and you get like six minutes of like really solid, smart, well edited, tightly paced talking, but you don't tend to get that sense of like the natural slump that might come in briefly in a conversation. You know, they're, they're, they're packing a lot of info uh, and a lot of conversation into a very tight yeah. budget, you know? Yeah. Whereas that's this that's show kind of a sad thing. This show is all slump. <laughs> this, this show is dollar store. This show, this 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 is this is not being able to believe that you can buy a five pack of two hundred count three by five index cards for ninety nine cents. That's I feel like that's that's the crapshoot value you proposition. Really lost me. I really did flash though when when you all were talking about how somebody listening to this podcast it um, brings to mind a, an opportunity for them to create something. So. It's a service to have that conversation. Yeah, well, about and, the process. Uh, yeah, I, I would hope so because I think yeah. it's it's one of the things it comes where comes up a lot. So I yeah, hope it yeah. is <laughs> some use to it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tremendous service, is what it is. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing because it's there's there's doing things and then there's thinking about how you do things, and I think it's really easy sometimes um, to not end up thinking as much about the process as. It jumping might be in. worth it too. Yeah, and, and there's it's great to jump in. I, yeah. I uh, that tends to be how I proceed on things that attract my attention. I'm like, oh yeah, I should try doing this, and then I sort of start thinking about how I'm doing it after I've been doing it a while. Uh huh. Um, and so yeah, it's I don't know. I I, I think uh, hopefully hopefully you folks out there uh, <laughs> have enjoyed this this seventh discussion we've had of <laughs> of, uh, of editing and the creative process. But uh, if not, leave a one star review. Yeah. yeah, we can write a just, song about it. Even though, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man, we should talk. Yeah. Uh, so, 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 Sherry, let me tell you about what happened last week on the podcast. Uh, What's the name of last week's episode? I can't remember. Oh, I, you know, I'll, I, I'll think about it. I'll come back to okay, that one. Yeah. But uh, sure. 
but we, we've, we've, been, we've been hoping to see a few reviews show up on iTunes for the podcast just as some feedback, yeah, yeah. and it helps raise the visibility of the podcast yeah, by yeah. their whatever iTunes's metrics are. And so we got a few uh, reviews in the last few weeks, and Jesse suggested during last week's episode that, uh, that I could write a little song about each of the reviews, and, and uh, I ended up doing that, and it was actually a lot of fun. I, they came out fantastic. I love I, them. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Uh, and, Although uh, I thought, I, uh, sorry to interject here. But no, do. Um, one of the reviews was about rhyming uh, banal or banal, as it's more properly pronounced, <laughs> yes. with anal and how you don't have to rhyme it. Yeah. I thought that you missed an opportunity to rhyme banal with anal. Well, you know, I can revisit that. Maybe. maybe of, I'll yeah. tell you what, if, if you're if you're in the listening audience and you really want me to have a chance to revisit that idea that Jesse just brought up, write another review that also mentions banal and anal, and right. I'll work it into a song, you know, sure. or a review that says something else, and I'll work that into the song. I'm I'm a hundred and ten percent now. That's more than you can be on board <laughs> with the idea of writing songs about sure. reviews because I actually had a lot of fun. It was a great little time. What does banal mean now? Uh. Uh, just sort of boring, dull. Uh, I don't want to say milk toast exactly. That's got milk some other valence, but, but yeah, yeah. The idea of like, yeah, yeah, just a real, real run of the mill. Uh, okay. Right. I think I think it means it's it's uh, it has no meaning because it has no it, it contra it doesn't have any contradiction or interaction with anything else. It's just so boring and meaningless that I feel like it's one of those words that mostly exists like you know in the fixed phrase like specifically the 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 banality of evil I feel like is like the place people are most likely using it's like that uh, title I guess of a book I'm I'm expressing uh, a literary reference while also expressing my ignorance of it but uh, that's okay my mom owns a bookstore so (laughs) you know look down in front of I've never heard of that book Uh, I I, I think but I I, I hear them every day that I've never heard of I want to say in reference to sort of like the machinations of Nazi Germany and the the degree to which even the things that we think of as like the horrific uh, machinery of the Holocaust were in point of fact for the people responsible for perpetuating that machinery kind of reduced to everyday stuff like if it was your job to make sure that people move from the train to the barracks Hmm. you know you aren't thinking i am a great evil totem in the nazi holocaust you're thinking oh shit i gotta get the people from the train to the barracks you know it's all just like you know all the whole hum just doing your job just doing your daily bullshit that just happens to be part of this terrible evil thing so the banality evil being that and and then banality but then I i'm got saying it, banal. I got it that's yeah. huge yeah, yeah yeah all right so we got my mom on the show and talked about the machinations <laughs> of the holocaust so yeah no i feel like uh, that's yeah, that we've covered everything list, we could need to yeah uh i know next topic <laughs> maybe that's a good break point because i have to use the restroom real quick okay we're gonna take a break so jesse can use the restroom because he's a little baby Brought her here and now we're drinking beer. We're sitting underneath my house. She's taking my your mom jokes in good cheer. I know it might sound strange, but I believe we're in my basement with your mom. 
And we're back. Just for the, I mean, just to reiterate that uh, Josh believes only girls use the bathroom. That is now that is a that is that is a, a misrepresentation mm-hmm. of uh, my admittedly poorly thought out uh, <laughs> remark. But which my mom, as you cut her off, and yourself, but you and my mom both find that extremely yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> when you body slammed me just now before the break. So, yeah. it, was a, it was a good time. There's a mother joke in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Um, my hand to God, this is, this is how the conversation went when I asked my mom to be on this podcast. I said, hey, I record this podcast <coughs> with my friend Josh. I thought it might be fun to have you as a guest. We sometimes have a guest, and sometimes it's just the two of us. Uh, and she said, what's it called? What's it about? And I said, well, it's called The Crapshoot. And that kind of summarizes what it's about. I mean, it's really just a free form talking about whatever. And she said, have you talked about how we're all fucked? <laughs> I was going to put it, for the air, I was going to put it a little different way. Well, right, but I'm not going to let her. So. <laughs> that, that's the appropriate way to put it on the show. I right? think if yeah. you're going to talk about how we're all fucked, you might as well use strong terminology. See, and see right? that, 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 that to bring back the other thing is... That is that is exactly where the my brain kicks in, and the first thing my brain thought was like, "Oh yeah, your mom was all fucked." See, See? That's, that's, See? That's, that's that's you know, it's, this yeah, is what it's... I have to deal with every fucking week. Yeah, I have to deal with it all the time. Though. I it's right. for me for me it's it's a it's a constant like I'm I'm aware that it's a somewhat problematic verbal tick, you know, and and uh, I struggle with it. Right. No, I was gonna say um, Tom Robbins thing. The situation is desperate as usual. <laughs> but uh, it seems a little more desperate than usual. Does but. it? It's hard, it's hard to know. You know, it's hard it to know. It is hard to know. Because it's, you're talking about everything in the world when you're having a conversation like yes. that. And how do, you ever, how do you ever boil that down to its essence? In, in, in some, from some points of view, things are worse than ever. And from some points of view, things are better than ever. And in really? some points of view, they're just different than ever. Um, having a bookstore is kind of like being a bartender too. So I hear a lot of stories and, you know, my, you know, I hear about people's operations, (laughs) but I also hear about the ways that they are, what's, what they're paying attention to in the fuckness part. But, um, so I, there's a lot, there's a lot every day, every day, but in a, in a certain way, it doesn't really make any difference. You know, you just keep doing the best you can with what you got. But yep. but if you get it to analyzing the situation, it does seem a little bit pretty fucked up. So, like, we're, we're to, <laughs> I mean, to talk to talk more specifically about what we're talking about, are we, we're, are we teetering on the brink of ruining ourselves as a species in some way or wiping ourselves out? Or the we're, we're just losing principles that are, that our humanity is founded on? Or... How how are we fucked? Like I I mean it's it's oh because God, it's something son. that's really easy to uh, to agree with just from a cynical point of view. But that's true. When you boil it down, it's what what are we talking about? Because I mean yes, we're fucked in many ways, but also I mean you know infant mortality is down. You know it's the violent crime in the United States is down. There's it's there's ways that we're getting better as a species that's true. in a country it's and true. things too. So it's true. I guess the question is what are the primary vectors of fuckedness? Right, is what we're saying. <laughs> Um, you, your mom, for one. <laughs> See, that was that was beautiful. That was that was that was grade A material. If, Where, where's the drum set? I want to do it. Oh, it's it, it's over at my band's house. Sorry. 
God, that was good. Oh, I'm just going to kick back for the rest of the show. <laughs> you guys can work and take it from here. <laughs> but Sherry, please continue. I don't know if I, I'm... Well, it depends on where you're... Um, where where you want to seek to know more about any given issue so for me it's environmentally Mm -hmm. and that's where i go and it's you know it's pretty serious but there's a whole financial thing that you go to that i don't really understand but it seems pretty bad yeah (laughs) yeah sure sure but in certain social things i think you're right jesse that there is um certain ways that as human beings we have um we do some learning we do some learning from generation to generation and try to do it better better for our fellow man and the guy next to us and so forth also jesse you're a little bit off your mic no i like i said i'm just going to kick back for this well you don't literally you 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 can kick back spiritually but don't kick back physically because you're going to sound all hollow and no i'm not i'm going to kick back and just let you guys talk i've said everything i need to say oh you son of a bitch it's, really? no, I mean, see, this is that that you call me on. You're, you're going to encourage is, me about the, your mom jokes for an hour, and then and then that idiom. But actually, it is kind of a terrible thing to say in front of someone's mom, isn't it? What I didn't uh, miss, I missed it. The fuckness part. No, the no, the, 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 the son of a bee part. Oh, the, oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell him that's no good. He can't say that's that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, Language. That go. Thank you. It's, it's, uh, Thank you. Finally, I win one. <laughs> at, at last, your plan comes the, to fruition. The tide is turning in this show. Yes. I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> no, I'll just yeah. call you a schmuck from now on. Okay. All right. I'll just, I'll, I'll just go over to my Jewish side and, and <laughs> leave mothers out of entirely. <laughs> well, Which you can't really such a do, joke there if I only had to tell a joke. But it was Pink Panther. It wasn't. What's Pink Panther? Um, what does Pink Panther say when he goes to the dump? The Pink Panther? Oh no, that's a different joke. <laughs> There is another. Well, there's a lot of dead ants at the 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 dump, so he'll go dead ant, dead ant. Right, that's dead ant. That's right. There's a dead ant. Bring it back around. We'll we'll justify. That's the the punchline. Is dead ant exactly? But I forget what the joke is. I remembered your other joke that you always told me when I was a young guy because you would always forget that you had told it to me before. What was it? It was what? What do you get when you play a country song backwards? Got my dog back, got my truck back, got my girlfriend back. And she would do a strumming guitar hand oh, yeah. motion while she you gotta You got to yeah. sell the country music yeah. thing. No, that's that's the way to tell that joke. I wanted to I wanted to say about the joke thing, actually, earlier, because you were talking about, like, not having a joke. And I feel like there's a couple different versions of this. And I've known people who are just, like, literally incapable of telling jokes. But I, I feel like you're saying more along the lines of you just don't have jokes ready to go. No, I don't have a repertoire at all. Okay. Which I th- I think that's not that's not so unusual. I mean, there's there and there's definitely people who do. And I I feel like to some extent, unless you're a professional stand-up comedian, if people know you have a joke repertoire, that's probably not a good sign. Like the fact that the your mom joke thing is a thing for me is at best a mixed review of the fact that that happens with me. But like, there's always that guy who knows that one joke and he'll always tell that fucking joke. And it's like, no, oh. they get good ones. Some people that are tell- good joke tellers, uh, it is it's a a wonderful form. 
I it's think a wonderful it's, yeah, form. No, no, I think I, that you, you you can get a reputation not as someone who just only tells the same couple jokes over and over, but someone who fair enough, is, fair right. has fresh jokes I, every yeah, time you invite him to a party. Right. I, I'm taking a very cynical tack there, and I guess sure. yeah, I'm thinking specifically of people who have like a small repertoire of not very good jokes, uh, which is which is unfair because yeah, there are definitely people who are just they're straight up good joke tellers. Yeah. Yeah, and they make it their business to find good ones and to f- fit them into their thing. It's, yeah. I really a, like one a year is about what I can confidently <laughs> add to my long-term repertoire. And sometimes I'll have a short-term repertoire that I'll just throw them out here or there and kind of test the waters with one. But really, it's maybe one a year that I add to the... With, and so don't call me on that right now because I can't Oh, no, 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 I won't. I, I, I wouldn't. As much as I love my, my random improvised bullshitting jokes, I'm kind of terrible that way. Like, mm. there's, there's usually a couple jokes that I remember that I really like, but I don't necessarily tell them particularly well. I just like telling them. Yeah. Um, you, my, my mom is really difficult to tell jokes to because, I mean, unless they're like the jokes we've been sharing so far. Yeah. Um, because she always feels sorry for the wrong person in the joke. <laughs> You're an empathetic, empathetic. joke hearer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She I is. am. We, 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 kept, we, kept, we were at the bar last night, and yeah. we were drinking, and we were kind of just catching. We weren't staring directly at a TV. There's only one TV in the bar, and we didn't have a good angle on it. But we kept kind of picking up that the score, it was going very, very badly, right? And this is Portland, Oregon. Our nearest football team is the Seattle Seahawks. They have never won a... Super Bowl before. So the Broncos losing is a great thing. It's Right. And so everybody's excited and my mom just kept saying, Oh, those poor Broncos. <laughs> Peyton Manning must have had like the worst night, you know, of his life. I mean the how So like imagine telling a joke about like my one of my favorite person. jokes about the little the little boy who gets run over <laughs> to my mom. I don't remember that one. Can you tell that one? Little boy gets hit by a car and uh you know, a, a bystander, a woman runs over and says, oh, my God, little boy, I, I, I don't know if you're going to make it. Do you want me to call a priest? And the little boy says, lady, I can't even think about sex right now. <laughs> oh, note for the listener, Sherry's just sort of covering her eyes a little bit right now. It's sort of like, I can't believe. Recall this that I brought this up as an evening, example sort of a joke thing. I can't tell my yes. mom, and then yeah, now I get not... coerced into or somehow I end up telling it directly to her. Sorry. sorry. It is an incredible sorry. joke, though. Yeah, see? It's solid. It's concise. It packs a wallop into a very small presentation. It certainly does. See, the problem for me is I'd end up telling like a two-minute long version mm. of that joke. Yeah. It wouldn't be any better. It would just yeah. be longer. I'd, yeah. I'd work well, in a lot of details about the accident. Storytellers is also amazing. Well, yeah, people who can do it really well. Yeah. I, uh, I yeah. just keep talking. There's no, there's really there's jokes where you can where it, it's it really needs to be to shortened to the point. There's jokes where it, the joke, like a Shaggy Dog joke, the joke is how long you're able to drag it out. But there's also a third class of joke that could be told as a very short one, but the embellishments really, really can really add count. To it. And I think the third kind is something that you are really good at, Josh. I really I, do. I, I will take the <laughs> I'll take the compliment, but uh, I feel like. Talking without considering how long I've been talking is something that I'm good at, and sometimes it manifests well into a joke. Well, with you have some to remember, structure. you keep have to remember the threads, you know, and how or they're gonna, there's gonna have to end up with this. Yes, bringing the callbacks back around. Yeah, right. That's the trick. I did hear a very good joke on on Twitter actually yesterday. Someone forwarded this, and it, it's a it's a it's a very short joke, but knock 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 knock. Who's there? Vishnu. End of joke. And it's like, I, it's one of those things where I looked at it, it's like, I don't, wait, but why did they stop? Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but I interrupted you. Nope. Nope. 
um, there was uh, when our friend Burl died. Mm-hmm. We were at all at his house, and I um, his one very alcoholic friend I took home, and it was about a forty-five minute ride. And he started telling me a joke at the beginning of the ride, and as I pulled into his driveway, he finished the joke, <laughs> and kept the whole thing going for the whole forty-five minutes. And you were listening, so that's an amazing. And you and it was it paid off. It, it was, paid off. Okay, yeah. It was totally a payoff. That's awesome. That is a tremendous vamp. That is. Yep. That is a skill set. That's a skill set. <laughs> it has to do with hanging around bars a lot. I think we get that's <laughs> what that's one place. That's another reason. Yeah, a lot of time to fill in the first place. The bartender so. has a job to yes. listen to you develop your story. Hmm. So I want to know if we're fucked or not. Did we resolve that? Issue? I think I, I, th- I think I think we're we're fucked in some ways, and not as fucked in other ways. Okay, and it's complicated. It's, it's complicated. Yeah. All right, I it's really complicated, and it and sure it has something to do with your level of understanding. Like my next door neighbor has a bumper sticker that says, "If you don't think we're fucked, you're not paying attention." Mm-hmm. Um. And it might not be fucked, but it's something like that. If you're not I, the, outraged, we're not. Yeah, not I think the classic ones. If, if you're, yeah, if you're not angry, if you're not outraged, yeah, you're not paying. Yeah. It is the common formulation. Although I think I've seen variations as well. Right, so. right. I mean, this is a popular bumper sticker in Ukiah, California. Yes, it is. It's also popularly believed in Ukiah, California, that buying crystals can heal, heal like the ailments in your body. Well, you know, we were we're. Ah shit! I was gonna, I was gonna pop off a a, a, a sassy reference to poetry, and then uh, I think Whitman. I'm uh, do I contradict myself very well? I contradict myself. I contain multitudes, mm-hmm. which would have been great if I'd gotten there without cursing and and being lost for thirty seconds before I could. Remember I still, it. I'm still not making that connection. Well, it's, Ukiah also contains multitudes. It oh, contradicts sure. itself. You know, whatever. You know, it's it's cynicism married with woo. To me. You know, it's, it's, Distrusting the government, but trusting crystals—it's all just fits right together. But maybe it's because I'm from UK. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, I have, I have, I have, I have fairly strong. I've never even put that idea together. It's amazing to think about trusting crystals and not trusting the government. Well, well it's, it's trusting the government. It's, well, to be fair, minerals are probably more well structured, so <laughs> you're probably more trustworthy. <laughs> Which again, we should. We, we, it's you, all. It's all a crapshoot, though. Yes, indeed, it is. <laughs> Did I mention last week? I had mentioned a. I, I had mentioned to mention this. I'm just going to use the word "mention" for every verb now. Sure. Um, I, I'm going to mention "mention" for every verb now. Yeah. Uh, I think that's. This is a seven. really strong dalliance. I'm going down here instead of getting on with my point. What's dalliance gonna, mean? Uh, it's it's twenty bucks, same as in town. Uh, yeah, you know that didn't work right. That bums that me out because I've been waiting for that joke to appear on this podcast, and then I fucked it up and, so bad. Uh, that's all right. Oh. That's the story of this podcast is that it finally shows. You know up who else is twenty bucks, same as in town? Though, boom, it comes back. Uh, yeah, no, well, what what was uh, I talking about? I was saying something about something. I don't you know. Think well, I started that of all Walt the people Whitman. in this room who would know, right. it would be you. <laughs> yeah, if, it, it had it, something to do with a takeoff from Walt. Yeah, somehow I was going from Walt there. I don't know. Let's move. <laughs> I've lost it. You, you, there, you, there's a dalliance. I wanted you to define that word, but before that, you were uh, saying that last episode you had mentioned oh, that you wanted to oh, bring oh, up oh, something. I, 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 I think, well done. Yeah, he's 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 such a smart boy. That's he why is. he keeps me around. He's yeah. and adorable. I just want to pinch his cheek. <laughs> yeah. um, I agree. 
I feel like we've really found some common ground yes, here, Sherry. I'm, yes. I'm glad we're Anyhow, dalliance. Uh, yes. Oh, no, let's have another one. I, uh, I refuse to get to the point. It's not my idiom. Uh, I don't, so I don't remember if I mentioned this. I may be just taking this long to get around to saying something I actually literally said last episode. But crap well, you shoot. Would, you wouldn't know because I follow, you're the, don't yes. listen to the show. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it's who knows? It's lost the ages now. Uh, yes, lost in time and space. Crap shoot. The fact that it gets used mostly as a sports term. Did as I talk a sports about term, you did. Okay, so I don't need to talk All about right. this. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. See, this, <laughs> this is time a I'll difference. Remember. Yeah, I would have edited that out, but yeah. this will still no, be in the no. episode when I listen no. to it later. Yeah, well, sorry. <laughs> is that how it gets used mostly in sports content? It's well, how it gets used on Twitter, it turns Twitter, out. Right. Oh, like, I, I, oh, I follow, I, I search for terms related to creative projects I work yeah, on yeah. just so I see if someone mentions yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And like for every one time that someone actually mentions the crapshoot in reference to our podcast, there's 10 times that someone mentions the crapshoot in reference to sporting events almost yeah. entirely. So yeah. like welcome to the crapshoot that is a playoffs is a real common version. Okay, I don't want I don't want to do this to embarrass you, so don't do don't you don't okay. have to go along with this if you don't want. But tell me tell me what Twitter is. It's a little messaging thing where you can converse with the universe. I haven't twittered in a year and a half though. You I'm have been tweeting. on... Yeah, I do have an account. Okay. See, that's good. I feel like you just got Dude. outflanked there. You were going for the... No, I don't no, want to embarrass your mom by asking I'm, I'm if you even know what Twitter it is. I, 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 I just... I, <laughs> I wanted told me to know that when what it looks yeah, like but, to you. But, but you are surprised that she has a Twitter account is what I'm saying. No, I set her up with it. Oh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. I'm caught up now. I'm. Um, I'm, I'm well, okay, so what's the difference between that and Facebook? I think Facebook can be a longer conversation. Um... I don't know what else. Sure. That's yeah. good, though. Yeah. Has picture? No, Twitter, you can tweet pictures. Can you? Yeah. You yeah, can. they sort of support that now, yeah. Yeah. With TwitPic. <laughs> the thing about this conversation, too, is like... I consider myself like like I'm professionally a, a, a an internet person. Like I kind of have to sort of know about at least what's generally going on. What are, so. what are they talking about? Oh, what God, every about? goddamn thing. In the last few days, they're talking about... Uh, Oh, Dylan Farrow's open letter in the New York Times about being molested by Woody Allen, which that's real cheery. Uh, they're talking about Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman being that found dead. So yeah, of, like there's so like not not to go super dark on this, but there's so many people who I'd rather have turn out to have a you know, stick in their arm and be dead in their apartment in Hollywood than Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, I guess there's no way for that not to be a terrible thing to That's say. That's a pretty there? terrible thing yeah. to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. still, I'm sad he's dead is what I mean to say. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but what else are they talking about? Uh, Soda Stream had a, a Super Bowl commercial and Scarlett Johansson was yes. on it and whatever. And it, they're sort of, they're like an Israeli company who has a factory in the West Bank. And so right. it's a big and fucking political clusterfuck right, there. Right. Because she was the, uh, yeah, she's an Oxfam ambassador. So, like, yeah. the whole thing, which is so weird to me. Uh, and on the flip side, a bunch of people have lost their fucking minds because Coke did an ad where they had a multilingual rendition of America the Beautiful, uh, which is like, oh, my fucking God, people, can you not be so completely dense about the fact that this is a nation of immigrants? Well, well it, for context... 
I, I saw the commercial. Those people having that meltdown are not the med- people on Metafilter. Oh, no, people no, no, on Metafilter no, yeah. are talking, about, talking about, the about that meltdown. Having the Metafilter meltdown, right? is, uh, to the chagrin of some of our more conservative members, uh, sort of liberal biased, lefty biased mm-hmm. uh, user base. So you we're most likely here. to be. You can take yeah. Cortex to task. Yeah, if you bring this, this if you're listening up. and you on Metafilter and you bring this meta talk, I will disavow this entirely. <laughs> this is a comedy program that was not a statement of policy. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> But yeah, you know, no. it's like, yeah, we're, we tend to be more on the we're angry at people on the right side of the aisle discussions uh-huh. uh, on the site. And yet that's, I mean, we're just a microcosm of the entire internet, yeah. which tends to be people who reach a higher level of education and tend to lean left more than right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a mission of the site Is to be left. Is net neutrality a conversation? Oh, the Jesus Christ, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. that comes up a bunch. Edward Snowden... Edward I mean, Snowden. it's an important topic, but at the same time, as the guy who has to moderate the discussions, people yeah. will not shut the fuck up about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's not that it shouldn't be talked about. It's just like it's the same people. Like we have 10,000 active users. Like 10,000 different people have paid for an account and show up on any given week yeah. at least to do a little bit of something. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, we've got like, you know, 500 really active users. And like three of them really like talking about the NSA and they won't shut the fuck up about the NSA and Edward Snowden on the site. And that's kind of, that's fine. Cause I mean, that's what the site's there for. But for me personally, I get tired of following their arguments just to figure out if someone's being obnoxious to a point that requires action or just being kind of obnoxious. Yeah. You know, and it's yes. like, that. I don't, that's not what I do want to do with my day. I don't yeah. want to, you know, that's okay. the, yeah. Mom, can I ask you what, and I'm not asking these because, I, I think there's an imbalance of knowledge about this, but because the people I interact with on a regular basis, Josh included, are people who get 90 to 100% of the information they get through the same internet channels. And I think that you get your information from different sources than I do. So I was going to, that's why I asked you, like, like what, what does Twitter mean to you? What does Facebook mean to you? Yeah, um, I don't get, I will say that I'm, mostly when I use those, it's just to kind of catch up with people I know and see sure. what they're up to. Sure. So what, what I, I was going to ask is, what, what is, when you bring up net neutrality, how do you understand that issue? Um, only very uh, at the surface. And, sure. But in, for me, as I understand it, it has to do with being able, there not to be a... Um, weighted material, weighted gets uh, moneyed material gets more weighted, yeah. more powerful in the in in the net world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That that whole sort of gating of content by sort of corporate right. interests, rather than saying, "Hey, a byte is a byte," and if you're paying for internet service, you're sure. getting internet. I think service. it's really you 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 perform a huge service to me because, like I said, I live I live in a kind of a information bubble where the people yeah. I know who know about the things that I'm talking about get their information from the same place that I do, and yeah. so. Um, but also, like the mode of interaction is so distinct. Are you about to say something unfortunate? <laughs> say your mom performed a huge service to me. See, that's so it's there you go. it's ah <laughs> ah it's so. But I, but like what the, I you know I'm just I'm I'm just gonna interrupt and. I, yeah, I do apologize. I'm gonna I'm gonna use you as an avatar for motherhood in the concrete sense, and apologize for the clash between my abstract mom jokes and the fact that there everybody's got you know actual moms out there, and uh, anybody who's ever been uh, bothered by by your mom joke because it concretizes into an actual reference to something meaningful in life, I apologize and cheers, cheers. and cheers, yes. 
See, now now I can just do it as much as I want. It's like it's what? like. <laughs> I don't think I didn't hear oh, apology accepted. Did you? I, I didn't hear that. A cheers is the biggest apology accepted. I'm I just, generally rave on. Mm. I, I, rave on. Rave that's on. my general right. my general sense I, I, of it. I, I, but is that the idea of net neutrality? <laughs> that yeah, is, no, that, generally. Yeah, but uh, but it's it, it's so interesting to hear it from someone who hasn't heard it described from the exact same people that everyone me and my everyone right. I talk to has heard it described from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's so useful, like the. The most instructive thing I've ever done as a web designer was put you in front of a website that I had designed because you you haven't had the exact same ten years of sitting at web pages right. inter- learning these interaction modes that I have and people who like me who just spend their entire lives in front of the computer and stuff. And when you weren't able to see when some things I thought were should be visibly clickable didn't occur to you that they would yeah. be something you could click on because yeah. they weren't underlined or anything like that. I'm like, this is incredible. Like, that's incredibly useful to, to me. And so I was, this is why I keep bringing up, like, what? Wh- how do you understand these different things that I hear about from certain ways that percolate out to you in different ways? It comes around to um, why the situation is desperate as usual mm. is what your understanding of a particular thing is. So mm-hmm. ask me about the lake, you know, and I could talk to you for eight hours about right. the lake but right. you know Clear i got 30 seconds to give you a, about tweeting yeah right <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah it's it is a weird thing and it's uh as far as what you're saying jesse i think i, I yeah it's like the the idea of like rem- remembering to get out of your context and for me it's kind of weird like i work on metafilter and for years before i got a job there uh, i just was hanging out because that's where i like to be and there's a lot of places on the internet that i don't really want to hang out like you know they, they i may even like to go there and read their stuff but comment sections are famously just fucking terrible on yes. this internet and metafilter is one of the few places where it's not terrible and so i I really like hanging out there and I love that it ended up being my job too. But the flip side is that, yeah, that is my primary place of interacting on the internet. And so I don't even necessarily hear other people's opinions as much necessarily as I might if I had a more varied uh, set of places I went to to read. And yeah, it, it is nice to like get that sort of sanity check where you you manage to find a way to check in with whether the thing that you sort of hold as gospel is actually widely considered that way by everybody, or if it's just, you've gotten so used to everybody agreeing that that's the way it is. Yes. That, yeah. That's how it is. Of course. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's a good point. It's, it is, it is a good point. Cause I always wonder if I'm, you know, I mean, we, when I say the situation is desperate as usual, you know, cause just from where I sit, and my understanding, or what? Who comes into my shop, or, or yeah. my my world, or my family? Changing up the milieu a bit, yeah, has it's value. Good. Travel sure. is good. Yeah, I know. I yeah, had one thought about talking about um, California versus Oregon. Hmm. Speaking of changing venue, but um, and that there, there's a wonderful thing. Um, I wish I could tell you remember where it is but it tells it shows in this beautiful graphic moving graphic who's moving where and how many people of you know what the population drift is in this country sure and it's almost even between oregon and california there's about Hmm. as many people going up to oregon as there are 
Oregonians coming down to California. That's interesting because a clear narrative that Californians are invading Oregon. Well, and, but sure. I feel like it's an old narrative. Like I remember that growing up. And if 20 years ago I internalized the idea that Californians just keep moving to Portland, mm-hmm. then maybe, yeah, maybe anything has changed since then to like, and I, I don't know for sure that the narrative was even valid then, but that definitely was like when I was growing up, it was like, oh, fucking Californians keep moving I to know, Oregon. I know, I know. And lots of people that come to my shop have family in Oregon. Hmm. Well, and and the Ukiah area, I'll call it because I've already forgot the name of the the lake town, but uh, Lakeport, Lakeport, uh, which is confusing. It's like a lake would be a very bad port, wouldn't it? Because like, what are you going to do? You going to just go around the around the lake? Oh, so you had to like until the late thirties. Oh, okay. So you were ferrying across you, the you lake. Up, the lake yeah, was in fact uh, multiple ports. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that shoots down my whole complaint. Then uh, that's actually totally justifiable. I know. Uh, and I'm from Portland, so I, it's, you right. know, port as part of a name place is really a sore spot for me. Right. Apparently, it's like the color black calling the kettle black. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like the pot calling the kettle something named pot. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's mm, that yeah. didn't really work. Yeah, neither of our. You know, there's a Portland, Texas. Good. I'm assuming there's a river nearby, but even then, Portland. I think you're no, no, there's, there's the, that one, too. But There's uh, that one, too. What, yeah. I, I totally I had a so thing I was going to say, too, and I've completely lost it in my rambling about ports. Uh, oh, but I was going to say, uh, northern-ish California? I'm trying to remember where Ukiah and Lakeport are. Yeah, north, Cap- of, the, north of the Bay Area. So okay. Yeah, a couple hours okay. north of yeah, the Bay Area. Yeah, top third. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that makes sense, the whole sort of... I feel like, yeah, I, f- I feel like what I remember as a kid, and I had a very poor understanding of this as a kid because I didn't really understand the concepts of like Los Angeles or yuppie, but I feel like it was kind of like yuppies from Los Angeles were moving to Portland was the really? more specific version of yeah. the Californians really? moving to Oregon. Yeah, it's like those freaking Hollywood, whatever, Richie Riches moving to Portland and shitting up the town or whatever. Which that's, I didn't. That's what I kind of caught wind of when I moved up here too, and it was a similar thing. Like you, you, you remember all these stories about people traveling internationally when George W. Bush was president, and it was Americans traveling abroad would put just like Canadian flags on their backpacks. Just, <laughs> yes. Just, you know, yeah, we're basically North General North American <laughs> yes, area, right? Yes. And say so, you're Canadian. Say you're Canadian. Right. So when I moved up here, like I, I just kind of got into this. It, when someone asked me where I was from, I would say Northern California. Yes. Right. Because it's, it's very it's, important as opposed to California. California, which immediately brings people's minds <laughs> yeah. to like LA. Yeah, no, I'm from Reading. I'm from yeah. Reading. Uh, basically, right. from Ashland. and I mean, I am. From, it's, I wasn't lying. I'm from right. Northern California, but like, it's it seemed like just important, it important enough to make the distinction. Yeah, that, that you, you would uh, dodge a lot of ire <laughs> by saying that. They love when you say you're from California in New York City because they just take, I don't know they why. push you down and take your wallet right away. <laughs> <laughs> they expect a bigger tip. <laughs> Hey, Josh. Oh, God. I, I thought you <laughs> forgot. I thought you forgot. I thought I was going to get away with it. Do you know who else expects a bigger tip? Oh, shit. That's oh, not where you're going. Never mind. I'm fine. Yeah, that was, that was really good. That was a solid one. When I had my year off from your mom jokes, where I'm talking about Josh's off. mom here. By <laughs> yes, yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's the implication. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, when I took that year off. I just want to make sure my mom knew. I, 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 I feel like straight up cold turkey is a hard way to be and you know for some people when they're dealing with anything that resembles an actual addiction which i probably shouldn't classify your mom jokes as because that's really belittling of you know actual addiction but but in any case i i know that for some people they can 
and even sort of have to just like zero tolerance. But for a lot of other people, it's more of a, I need to improve my situation. I need to improve my behavior, but I'm going to have a lapse every once in a while sort of approach to things. So like you can forgive yourself for having that moment of weakness as long as you're sort of, you know, keeping with the program. Uh, which is all to say, I decided that like once a month I could make a your mom joke that year when I wasn't making your mom jokes. Uh, and, uh, so once a month I would like in text or in speech, just like make a your mom joke. Uh, and then I would say, okay, that's it for the month, you know? And sometimes it would be like late in the month and sometimes it'd be like the third, but I would like, you know, it's like, okay. And, and I, so I, and I'd sort of end up waiting for a good one is the thing I'd wait yeah, for yeah. like one was like, this is worth it. This can be my, your mom joke for the month. Yeah. And if it, it kind of, I feel like it helped it like almost more than actually literally going cold turkey was because all of a sudden I was reassessing the value of any given joke on top of just trying to get out of the habit. I hate to bring that back to the editing concept, but you know, there is that. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and this thing, I didn't stop thinking of your mom jokes. Yeah. Like I spent that entire year just reflex, like three or four times a day, I'd think of a your mom joke and most of them were terrible. <laughs> Some of them were really good. And then the really good ones I have to think, is this the one though? Is this, is this the one for the month? And, you know, it, 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 so yeah, it's like, it's like the, the dry drunk concept. Like, you know, you, you talk to people who have deal, dealt with alcoholism and it's one thing to not be drinking. And it's another thing to have somehow made serious progress on your drinking problem. And you can not drink for a very long time and still just be thinking about drinking all the time, you know, and that's, that's what they say. Yeah. So that's the, the, the dry drunk thing is like, you may not be drinking, but you're still you know, a drunk. And I, well, there's I no way for me not to be incredibly trivializing by making this analysis as yeah, a comparison well, to your mom. Right, but so let's, let's just pretend I wanted to talk <laughs> about the concept of addiction and recovery instead. I think a dry, and, I think you're conflating two things and I might be wrong. Oh, I might this, be, I might be. But um, a dry drunk is someone who is drunk all the time because they drank too much while they were an alcoholic. That's right. Okay. So they come off as like goofy and out of their yeah, mind. Yeah, they're, the they're sort of affected they by the situation. Right, right. Whereas a... This is just more like a general definition of alcoholism, uh, at least as understood by groups like Alcoholics Anonymous, that yeah. once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, yeah, it, and yeah, you're it, never you're never not an alcoholic yeah, anymore, it, you're just always in recovery. Yeah, if you're a drunk, so you're drunk. Dry drunk I, is different. That dry drunk is like... T- a like, physiological yeah. thing. Yeah, right. I, 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 may, yeah, I may just be conflating those. Fortunately, I haven't actually specifically had to personally navigate that, but I've got... But I was a kid when no, most, I was dealing with the familial stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like as I as I hoist my scotch. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't it. have ears. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, good podcast. <laughs> uh, and we actually are pretty far in, so we should probably wrap this up. I'm having a very I'm good gonna time. let you guys finish up. Thank you, thank yeah, you no, for no, letting thank- me visit you too. But I'm gonna step out of here and let you guys finish up on your sure. Make it, okay. it was yeah. great being here. Thank you. It, thank it, you. It, both. Was, it was so fantastic having you, Sherry. Was, how, do, how does this before you go? How does this compare to the last radio show that you were on? In terms of, I mean, were you in somebody's basement for that one? No, we okay. were in some. We were upstairs in the little um, room that is the radio station. And um, there kind was of a three heaven women. and hell. Like you were in a loft there, and you're in a the basement loft, here. It's a little, a little bit loft. of a heaven and hell dichotomy there. A little loft, yeah, with big kind of basement. There's some theological the same, implications. Same there. old yeah, couch, I think. True. Oh yeah, nice. The one, the and it's three three lovely women. One at the board, and two others doing the interview. Which and one is um, one is a little bit deaf, and one is pretty much blind Mm. so that kind of 
one always lies and one, the other one tells the truth. And so it kind of, it colors, it colors how it goes. It colors how it goes. Sure. But um, it had its similarities. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of your mom you jokes and discussions of global fuckiness. <laughs> yeah. Good night, you all. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. She's giving us our privacy. Yeah. She's that's so considerate. I uh, I'm not used to considerateness being a part of the podcast. And actually, I'm I'm totally disoriented by feeling. Yeah, like, I you don't know, even know what to say at this point. Yeah, it's usually it's, uh, after three beers, we're just at each other's throats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember if I I feel I had some action item and it's lost now. It might have to wait till the next episode because I don't know if it's going to come back. But. Uh, but I'm telling you that I forgot a thing. So that's that's a pretty good talking point there. Yeah, sure. I, I, I enjoy Did, that. I, I, st- I feel a little worried that I'm still not sure whether we found out whether we're fucked or not as a species. No, but I am glad that, that, that she's now upstairs and you never got back around to the, the title of the previous podcast. I know. Which is I was, where I thought you were going. But it then you kept went coming with a, up and then I... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your mom kept coming. No, that, no. Doesn't, that doesn't work at all. No. You you could have said as you, you could have said it kept coming up with your mom or something yeah, like that. I, yeah, that maybe. But uh, um, yeah, so we're not we're not putting those uh, your mom jokes to bed. No, probably not. No, that didn't work at all for you. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, you know, maybe if we have my mom on sometime, let's get her. Like, here. I think she she is thoroughly I'm putting like, out you the know, call partitioned right now. from. Uh, your mom jokes. I, I I probably have managed never to make one around her, but uh, uh, not that she would be a bad sport about it either. But uh, sure. Well, know. it's at least you've made several hundred around my mom. Yeah, exactly. Point, that's so. the important thing. That's the important <laughs> thing. And she and I I would say this is this feels like this feels like Romney Obama first debate. Uh, like all I had to do was show up and not like you know be punched in the face by your mom and I win. Like, like that's. You think you won that? I think I did. I think we should go to the judges on this I, one because th- th- I thought if yeah. the judge is your mom, then I'll be fine because she was she was totally fine with this. That wasn't even your mom joke. That was just me saying Sherry understands mm-hmm. humor and uh, yeah, she's a good sport. She was going easy on you. Yeah, well, but the point is, she did go easy <laughs> on me, and it's good that we had this be the discussion we have the first time she was on the podcast. Cause yeah, I feel like if it was like three or four down the line, maybe she'd uh, be more willing to take some shots. But you know, uh, my, my partner, Whitney and my mom were talking about my mom being in the podcast tonight. And yeah. uh, Whitney was like, Oh good. You'll finally have a woman on the podcast for the first time. You know, I feel and she was uh, completely right. She's totally right. And I feel <laughs> terrible. And I, I still need to get the double clicks on. I was just talking about this with my wife, my mother-in-law. I've talked this about, I should just have, my wife and my mother-in-law, you know, on the podcast, you know, it, you know, probably independently. I mean, it might be weird to make them both come on at the same time. But, uh, but yeah, I want to have the double clicks on. There's a couple other uh, women I want to have on as well. Sure. It is, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel sort of bad about the uh, whole gender thing. And we, I, I mean, yeah, I, it's, it's a thing. We should figure it out. Right. So we're alcoholics and misogynists. Yes. I think yes. It's, basically. It's well established. Yes. That's at this that's point. that's the that's the key concept. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. It's is there any way to wrap this one up? I'm not, not even really. Sure that hey, there is. you know, I was. Uh, 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 let me just re-edit re- real quick that I enjoyed writing those review songs, and I will totally write more. So review yeah, I don't the podcast know that there's any iTunes. new reviews since the last time. Yeah, well, well, I didn't check today, but well, I checked. I think yesterday. It's the day a day relatively before. fast turnaround time, partly because it took me so fucking long to get that last one edited together, but. Uh, yeah, I guess but people yeah. haven't really had much time. And yeah. I think reviews may not show up right away. I think they there may might not be either. an internal 
review uh, process for reviews. Oh, they're meta reviews. That's complicated. Yeah. Um, but I'm not yes. sure about that. Maybe they show up right away. I don't even know. Yeah, I, 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 I really don't know either. But uh, but yeah, leave a, leave a review and I'll sing about it. Uh, and uh, rate and say hello on Twitter. or at at the crapshoot. The crapshoot. At the crapshoot. The crapshoot. I couldn't, I couldn't, I tried to strong arm the guy who owned crapshoot. <laughs> Or woman or bot or whatever. I don't even remember. Yeah. Seems like so long ago. And then I tried to register uh, gun emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji, gun emoji as a Twitter handle. But they, not so much. They don't take the. Eh, well. Nothing what do you doing, do? as they say. What do you do? Yep. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all out of material then. I feel mm-hmm. like that went really well. I, I really appreciate your mom coming on because it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I I was I don't know that there was really any embarrassing stories from my childhood. That yeah, you got there. off actually really easy. Yeah. I guess like I didn't I I didn't I didn't get in too much trouble. But you also didn't like have stories told about when you were like three years old and like you know running around naked or something. Which uh, uh, oh, they wouldn't they wouldn't be they would be worse than that. Oh, well, good. Running no, around nice. naked as a three-year-old. Is I was trying to come up with a generic, story. embarrassing story. I'm sure right. you've done much worse things as a child, mm-hmm. and you know we can get into that sometime. Even I almost brought here, some up. I almost yeah. brought up times that like I was on acid, yeah. and well, I you, didn't. My mom didn't you, know I was on it, tripping on acid. Wow, that's talking to her. That, that'd be yeah. a really proactive approach to embarrassing yourself in front of your mom. That's, that's yeah. No, I like to do that sometimes. Okay. Well, well, yeah. yeah. Well, let's. You know, I'll just tell your mom about it. Yeah. There we go. There we go. All right. Well, I think I think I think maybe we're good. Uh, so uh, we'll see y'all next time, and uh, you know, give us a shout out on the places where we yeah. receive communications, and uh, we'll reciprocate gladly. You know who else reciprocates <laughs> gladly? Good night, everybody. Cue the song. Uh- <laughs>